BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, you guys, we've been on a Kardashian, like just a Kardashian craze with a K because they've been giving us nonstop content. And by them, I mean, mostly Courtney, but also Chloe lately and also Kim. Oh, my God, just everyone. So I brought uh, fellow experts in the Kardashians and in pop culture and entertainment comments by celebs, Emma and Julie. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I love that introduction. We're so happy. To- I know it was like n- not prepped. Not not a prepped one. <laughs> this is quite literally our favorite thing to discuss. We're really happy to be here with you. Whenever I hear you girls talk about the Kardashians, like even though I know that I talk about this shit seriously, like I know that I do, but just hearing somebody else talk about it <laughs> even more seriously than I do. Yeah. It's like a PhD in Kardashian. Like listening to you girls, like just talk about like so like, you're just like, no, and this is like, boring. and, and that's why I was like, no, we have to talk about it together because you're the only other people that I know that like, to this extent care to this extent, like think about it, not only while running your account, your huge fucking account comments by slabs, but also I know that you like, as people care about this stuff. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. And I feel, I feel the same way with you. It's comforting. We always say this, it's comforting when you know that you're in the presence of other people that are non-judgmental about your pop culture like intensity because I just want to talk really and not have to worry if I'm sounding like I care too much because I do care a lot exactly it's fun though that we're during a time don't you feel like like 
first of all, um, for people that want to, I've done an episode with Comments by Celeste before where we actually talked more about you girls and how you got to do what you're doing. So if you want to check that out, it's in the history of the podcast. But today we're going to just talk about straight up Kardashian stuff and pop culture stuff. But do you feel like in like the past when you were younger and still cared about this stuff, were you more embarrassed about it? Like, and now you've accepted it obviously because of comments by celebs too. But was there a time where you weren't as confident being like, listen, I care about this stuff. It's what matters. And I don't care if I sound like I'm superficial, shallow and stupid. (laughs) I mean, do you want to go first of all? Um, I don't think I was ever embarrassed of it. Like I, Definitely not when I was in high school or middle school, because I felt like of all the things that I was into, pop culture was like the least embarrassing. But in college, maybe a little bit because you met people who had just like a lot of interests and a lot more things. And you were just like the Kardashians. But instead of like being embarrassed, I just like got my friends on board. So I I, I don't know. I don't feel that way. Do you, Em? No, I think that growing up, I people always knew my interest level, but I guess now I feel more confident to say it because it's grown into our business. So how are you going to knock somebody that's made a business out of their passion? Like if anything, I'm, I'm proud of that. Right, right. A hundred percent. And I'm with you. I, I think for me it was like, my sister was into like, she wanted to be a doctor and then she would kind of knock my interest. But yeah, who would have thought that you could do what you love and that so many other people I mean, your tagline is like, even celebs love celebs. What is it? Yeah, even famous people love famous people. Oh, yeah. So it is true. Like we all, even famous people love, I mean, I'm sure so many celebs slide into your DMs that are interested. I have celebrity followers that live for celebrity gossip. Like it's just become such a like phenomenon and, and social media, don't you feel has become, I mean, I feel like media outlets can't keep up with what social media? Oh, Beyonce. I mean, more times than not, you go to so many of these media outlets post and the caption is just link in bio to see what so-and-so posted. It's like, why am I going to go to the link in bio when I can just go to their page, you know? And also it's three days late right? because they have to have it go through approvals or whatever. And, and sometimes I see it and I'll get DMs from followers being like, E! News copied you. And I'm like, First of all, they didn't. They're just posting it three days late. The same thing that we found out about three days ago because they have to. So it is kind of wild to see that we're just getting all of our stuff from social media. But anyway, so I mean, I'm sure everyone follows comments by celebs. But if you don't, obviously, that's where you'll get all the comments by celebs, which are one of the best things about Instagram to see what celebs are commenting on other celebs photos. Okay, you guys, a lot of you have been asking about my hair care routine. No, I love pros. I've told you guys about it forever. I think even before they were sponsoring the podcast, honestly, and I freaking love them because I realized like, hello, Amanda, you deserve like specialized, customized hair care and not just to go to Dwayne Reed and buy like the cheapest one that you don't know what ingredients they are. You don't know what hair type they're meant for. Like you just want to pay $5. No, like I deserve, I work hard and I deserve to buy myself customized freaking hair care. And I have to be honest when, since I started using pros, like I needed to wash my hair less often and my hair was just shinier, smoother, softer, stronger. 
And it's so easy. You go to pros, you take a quiz about your hair. It's super, super duper specific, like your hair strand type and what zip code you live in. So they could kind of calculate the pollution and your eating habits and the damage level to your hair. And with their algorithm, they literally determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. So I freaking love it. You guys have to check out pros and Listen, if you check it out, you don't love it 100%. They'll take it back. No questions asked. So it can't hurt to try and discover probably your favorite hair care products ever. Check them out, you guys. Go take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order by going to pros.com slash not skinny. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny to get a free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off your order. One of the couples that we kind of sleuthed about and found, right? Didn't we find out about Kravis from like when it started trickling in like the black comment, the black heart comments, right? Like their relationship kind of, didn't we find out about it from comments kind of at the beginning? I wouldn't say we necessarily found out about it from comments, but I think that that's when we kind of got the confirmation that the rumblings were correct because they're really into emojis. They're really into like the black hearts of it all. And so we see that, of course, the major confirmation was the handheld, the handhold photo, which was first a story and then a post, which I'm sure we can talk about at, at length. But yeah, I mean, I know for us, those comments were the first time when we were like, okay, what all of the media outlets are saying is actually correct. And Courtney's willing to go public with this. How did you girls feel like when that first started happening? Were you into it? Was your first thing like, oh my God, love this? Or was your first thing, poor Scott? Like, what? where do you stand on like the score, the love for score? <laughs> oh my God. I think so- our first thought was Scott. It was, right? Yeah, well, we were just talking about this because we had just recorded an episode talking about the kind of the Scott element of it. And we were saying like, here we have this relationship between Travis and Courtney rising. Like it was it was kind of a slow start. Like you saw a picture of them together. You heard a rumor. And then I think the first comment was like he had commented beautiful on something or a black heart. And before it was really what we saw now, it was like this gradual progression. But at the same time, you're getting all of these previews for keeping up with the Kardashians where Scott's like, I'll marry you right now. I'm in love with you. Like, and her kind of being like, well, we've had these conversations before. So you're kind of sitting here. You were expecting Kardashians to go in a certain thing where you were like, okay, maybe they will get back together. Like maybe that's what they're showing us. And then all of a sudden you're being hit in the face with this Travis thing. And you're like, wait a second. I don't know if I like that. Cause I'd already gotten my hopes up. I think as this went on and we were able to see them and the couple, they are not just like a couple of snippets through Instagram. We were like, this is the real deal. And you were able to kind of get past the Scott and Courtney of it and focus more on just feeling bad for Scott as his own entity. But I think Scott was definitely our first thought. How do you think just that alone, what you said, Julie, like we're watching, keeping up the thing with Scott is happening from the beginning. That's one of the major storylines. And, and in real life, like people are going crazy for Kravis, me being one of them. Do the Kardashians not give a fuck anymore? Like, does Kris Jenner not care that, like, nothing's adding up? Like, are we just supposed to be smart viewers and be like, oh, it was filmed before, so, you know, it's old? Like, 
don't they care at all? Weren't they like Courtney, maybe wait for it to go public. So like it a little bit like makes sense and people aren't just completely not engaged in the show. You know, we were just having this conversation because I think previously a few seasons ago, that probably would have been the logic, but I think they're at the point where the Kardashians know us as viewers. Like they kind of have us by the balls. We're going to watch no matter what Courtney could be married to Travis Barker tomorrow. And we would still watch that entire season with popcorn and not being able to take our eyes off of it. And I think that honestly, I don't truly like in my heart and I know no like inside information. It's just my gut feeling. I don't think Courtney or Travis or the family expected this to progress in the way that it did. But I think that what we all have to remember is like they had a really deep friendship and platonic love for each other. So they were able to make that transition from, you know, potentially a new romance to like deeply in love, probably a lot faster than her with Eunice or somebody that she just met from a romantic situation, you know? Yeah. They go so back that like, if I mean, I'm dying to just start ke- keeping up from the beginning just to spot Travis cameos, but even for, of one, ones that I've seen pop up, it's like, she is really cute with him. Like I've seen moments where she's like, Travis, are you going to come like ice skating? Or like there was a that video that she did with Addison for Pooh. She's like, Travis is Camp Courtney. Like she's brought him up. Like I feel like more than we think because we're always like, oh, he's a friend. Even though I feel like I don't want to give myself credit where it's not due because it's probably not due. But I feel like I've shipped before they were a thing been like they oh weren't we all kind of like hoping for it when we started seeing snippets we were like oh like yeah let this be a thing let this be a thing and then it's a thing and not only is it a thing it's like the most in your face lovey-dovey hands on ass sexual like in love conquering fears overcoming it's just, I mean, we haven't seen a couple like this in general, not even just with the Kardashians, like on Instagram or anywhere. Like, are you completely, I'm like taken by it to the point where it like has become like kind of sick. I mean, absolutely. I, I think both of us, we can't keep our eyes off of it. And, and what's so crazy is like, it's one thing to just be excited about getting celebrity PDA. That's not the case here. Obviously we love that. It's more so I feel like we are all sensing the vicarious intensity and it's real. It's, it's real. I mean, it's just happening. And I, I think also what really separates this is it's very rare when you get a couple where not only are you getting this much insight about their new relationship, but you pretty much know every single thing that happened in their past relationship. And you know that the former guy is still in love that's a crazy amount of knowledge that we're never normally privy to. So of course the stakes are higher. Of course we're going to be more invested in like, I have to imagine people that are listening to this podcast, they're kind of on our wavelength. They get it, you know? Okay guys, it's woo time. Although I'm not as sexual as Kravis and I'm not sucking on husbands thumb. I am into a natural sexual wellness brand called woo. And I just love their products. I've told you guys about their freshies, their natural towelettes that you can use before sex. They're made with coconut water and they smell amazing. So I always feel confident down there. And even if it's not for a sexual thing, even if it's, I don't know, you had a hot yoga class and you're going to 
lunch after and you don't have a place to shower or if you want to clean up after sex and you don't feel like going to the bathroom. So the Freshie is freaking amazing. And my favorite part about them is that they're made from natural ingredients. So you don't have to feel weird about shoving them up your vajayjay. They also have amazing, amazing coconut love oil, which is basically lube, but you can also use it for massages and stuff like that. And again, made from natural ingredients like organic coconut oil. And it literally tastes like a vanilla cupcake. So you guys check out Woo and their amazing sexual wellness products with a 20% off code, uh, which is not skinny. Or you could go to woomoreplay.com slash discount slash not skinny. Or you could just use the code not skinny at checkout for 20% off. So again, head over to woomoreplay.com slash discount slash not skinny for 20% off your order of Woo or use code not skinny at checkout for 20% off Woo More Play to start spicing it up today, you guys. That's 20% off everything. Code not skinny. Trust me, you'll keep coming back for more. Another thing that we see through social media is how into it even their people are. I mean, when he brought her that flower arrangement, nobody was ever giving Kanye this much credit. And he was doing crazy shit for Kim, like for everything. He brought her this like... Uh, installment for her birthday. And was there one friend that didn't post and tag him as if he fucking planted every gardenia or something like Steph Shep, Tracy, like Kim, Kim put up a whole video being like, I've never seen anything like this. And I was like, oh, my God, Kanye is shaking like he brought Kenny G and walls of flowers and she's never seen anything like it. So you could tell that their inner circle is also shipping as hard as us, like the, the people. Yeah. Right. Which is crazy. And I think that's part of the reason also that like, just going back to the point you were making earlier about like the Kardashians watching it versus what's going on in real life. And like, why are we still watching this? If we know they're not going to end up together. I think what we're kind of waiting to see now is that piece of information that's completely missing, which is like, okay, how did this happen? And like, what went on, what went on with her and Scott that, there was a conversation that must have happened before her and Travis started dating. How did her and Travis split? Like, I think we're all waiting for that. And I think one of the other things we're waiting for is seeing the progression of her friends and them going from like, you had all of these episodes where Kim and Chloe are so diehard, get back together with Scott. Like uh, the entire basis of these past two episodes were them saying, we're going to parent trap you. We're going to get you guys back together. You guys have to get married to all of a sudden the switch where they're commenting on the photos, like lady Bridgerton vibes and saying how much they love and posting the pictures of flowers. Like it's not just a shift you're noticing with Courtney. It's the whole family has taken the shift from shift from Scott to Travis, which is so interesting to me. I literally am getting goosebumps as we talk about this because this is so true, like, and so wild, but how much do you, okay. So we know that the, the, this last season has felt like a little bit more contrived. And I heard you girls saying on a podcast where like, they usually, there would be like a contrived little storyline. Like there'd be like the main events and then like, Oh, like a little prank or a little as like a subplot. And, and I feel like this season has been a lot of like, that which we can forgive them because there is quarantine. They did film in quarantine, so they had less things going on. But do you not watch this season and feel like it's so contrived, like the parent trap, like when they were both uh, just ended up at the house, Scott and Courtney, and she was like, oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I don't know, just eating. I mean, was that even like a little bit real? Do you feel like? I think the thing you have to do when you watch the episodes is like, if you take 
away the parts that are contrived or the setup or getting to two people at the same place and then pretending or the lifeguard being there, even though it's September and there are no kids around. Like if you take that stuff away and you just focus on the conversations they're having, those are the elements of it that aren't contrived. Like Scott talking about his feelings for Courtney and feeling like he can't function when she's with somebody else because it hurts him too badly and it takes up all of his mental energy. Those are the things that are real. And that's what's keeping the season good, I think, because I do feel like there are contrived plot lines and plot points. But the conversations they're having are so real and so such a great insight that that's the stuff I think we're really focused on. And that's stuff that we've been analyzing in our episodes. And that stuff feels really real to me. Yeah. Like, I guess the best way to put it for me is I don't care how Scott and Courtney got to the house alone together at the same time. I don't care how we got here. The fact that we got a scene of them in bed together. And in that one moment when his hand goes on her head, that was not a planned thing. Julie just, you guys can't see her. Julie just put her hand on her heart. Like that was a moment that it was just a natural action of him to do. And that's the kind of stuff. I don't care how we got there because I just want to watch that and I could watch it all day. Okay. But Emma, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here because I was a score chipper more than like the next guy, but I feel like something about Scott feels there's too much of a disconnect between the Scott we see on Keeping Up and the Scott who dates only 19-year-olds. You know what I mean? And his the way he's discounting his relationship with Sophia actually turns me off the most because you he dated Sophia Richie for three years. They were super serious. Then he gets on Keeping Up this season and he basically puts it as if him and Sophia broke up because he was given an ultimatum by Sophia being like, oh, I'm not the priority. And him saying to Courtney like that she's the priority. And then him talking to Courtney about them having significant others and also downplaying Sophia and saying, you know, our significant others are just for like the intimacy part because we have everything else between us. Like, didn't it, isn't it a turnoff for him to be discounting a relationship of three years You know, like, I feel like if I was Courtney, that's like another thing on my list. I wouldn't be like flattered by it. I'd be like, wait, why are you like at least have respect for your relationship? So I feel like the Scott that we're like, oh, like hand on our hearts, like isn't necessarily the real Scott, because if it was, wouldn't Courtney already be swept up by him because she so wants that family unit? You know what I mean? I feel like and didn't. Ooh. Last thing, didn't she say at the table when they were all doing the like, oh, you should get back back together. She was like, well, if he, you know, works on the things that he says he's gonna, And she and it is sweet of her because she doesn't throw him under the bus. Right. It feels like almost she's not saying something. It feels like she's not saying, Scott, stop, you know, saying the shit when you don't do what you're saying or there's something that Courtney isn't saying and she's kind of protecting him. That's what how I feel. Yes. Okay. Wait, there's a lot to break down here. Let's sorry. No, no, no. It's good. I love it all. Julie, (laughs) let's, I think you want to start with the Sophia element. I think that's, yes. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Please go ahead. I think you're right in that. And I saw, I think you posted that on your story. I very much understand what you're saying there, where if I'm Sophia and I'm watching that, I'm kind of like, what a second, what am I chopped liver? And if I'm Courtney, I'm thinking it's really crazy how quick you are to discount that. That being said, I don't think that that's Scott bullshitting. I think that we don't even know what Scott would really be like in a relationship because he has never 
since meeting Courtney, he has never been able to be in a relationship where he's fully focused on that. So I agree with you when I'm watching and I'm thinking you are in this very serious relationship with this girl that you were seemingly in love with and that loved you. That being said, I think his mind was always focused on Courtney. And so it makes so much sense to me why he's saying that, even though I don't agree with it, I don't think it's the kindest thing if I'm Sophia. And I agree with you. I wouldn't be flattered if I was Courtney because I think she means it when she says she wants him to do things for himself, not just for her. But it's the same reason that Scott is making some pretty distasteful and quite frankly, in my opinion, disgusting choices, dating somebody of that age, nothing to do with Amelia. She's a great girl, just the age. Because the idea of dating somebody that could actually be a life partner, I think is something that is too terrifying for him because it signals a level of finality between him and Courtney. And that's why when you say the thing about how he said to her, you know, well, that was just the intimacy part and they're upset that it can't be both. That is why Travis is his worst fucking nightmare. <gasps> it is the, oh right? It's the friendship. It's the connection and the ease coupled with the most intense, hot intimacy. And it's like, if I'm Scott, I'm really fucking losing it right now. You guys, I am. You know what? Let me slurp Hazaf for you right now. I don't know if you guys get to see. Well, whoever podcasts with me sees before I zoom for my podcast, I literally fill up a glass of Hazaf, put some ice in there, and I just feel classy. I feel like I'm drinking something fun. Hazaf is literally a good for you seltzer that not only is just amazing and clean, it also literally has probiotic in it. So it's not only like healthy because it's, you know, seltzer and not uh, sugary soda, but it also has an additional health benefit to it, which is that it has a probiotic. So it has such a vibrant flavors, you guys, that it's not like a seltzer that it's like a hint of lemon. No, this is like full throttle, boom, to your face. I'm drinking the strawberry and hibiscus right now literally just three grams of sugar and 15 calories. And you're feeling like you're drinking like a legit soft drink with so much flavor in it. So if you like seltzer and like me, you feel healthy by not drinking sugary sodas because I can't like drink water all day. I need some sort of a punch. I need some sort of a vibe. So I love just filling up a glass of like a can. I feel so classy with my cans. Like I feel like a Kardashian to just have like a fridge full of freaking cans. Huzzah is just one that you have to check out. They have amazing flavors, amazing ingredients, only three grams of sugar, only 15 calories. That's nothing. And it has a freaking probiotic in it. It's a probiotic seltzer, you guys. So literally stock up on Huzzah. Check them out at H-U-Z-Z-A-H.com and use code not skinny to get 20% off. That's a lot of percent off. So it's Huzzah, right? H-U-Z-Z-A-H. But drink Huzzah. Drink H-U-Z-Z-A-H.com and code not skinny for 20% off your order what the fuck is going on with Scott right now? Like what the, f- what's happening? I think you're seeing him spiral, which is what the conversation we were having in the beginning of his relationship or the beginning of Courtney and Travis really, because if you remember Scott and Amelia, their relationship became public before Courtney and Travis did. So there was this time period that steamed off. And basically the conversation that we were having is is like, I don't think that Scott and Amelia came before Courtney and Travis, even though that's how it seemed timeline-wise based on the, what we were presented. I think Courtney and Travis got together and what you saw of Scott dating a 19-year-old, dyeing his hair blonde, living it up in Miami, is him on somewhat of a spiral because he can't deal with this Travis element. And I think that's what you're happening. And also, 
something that happens in the show that gets to be confusing for the viewer is the timeline of the show because from our perspective, we're watching Scott go from the fresh off the breakup with Amelia and saying like, I mean, fresh off the breakup with Sophia and saying like, it was just an ultimatum. I couldn't give up Courtney. She's the mother of my kids. But ultimately the the ideal for both of us would be that we find partners who want to be with each other, like who want to be with us, but also are okay with the fact that we have a really great relationship. Like he wasn't saying at that point at the end of the breakup with Sophia that he wanted to be with Courtney and that it was over and he was choosing Courtney. It was basically like, I can't give you up because I want to have a family with you. But ultimately the goal would be that we would be with other partners and they would be able to all get along and see what a great thing this is. Then two weeks later, you're seeing him being like, I'll marry you right now. I love you. Our relationship, you know, I couldn't handle you being in a relationship. That's a three month difference for us. It's three weeks for Scott. It's three months. So I think what you're seeing in reality is like a lot of self-reflection and looking back on his past relationship and realizing what he wants in retrospect, rather than maybe discounting a three-year relationship. It's also though a little bit immature to be like, let's just get back together. I mean, we've all been in relationships. It's not that easy. It's not like Courtney could just stick her. I mean, we don't know if they've hooked up right throughout the whole years that they've been apart. Would, would you guess that they did like that? They have had moments or, you know, sexual encounters or no? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like so weird. Normally I would be able to tell you a gut feeling and I, I just don't have one. It's so hard for me because, you know, you go, no, I'm go, I was going to change it. You go continue. No, because I'm just thinking like, the way he's like, let's just do it. Like we have everything. Let's just be, that's like, that's like if you had a best friend, right. Being like, you know, we're so great together and everything else. Let's just be together. It's like, that doesn't work that way. You know, I'm just lately, it feels like I took off my pink glasses, which I, so if you look a month back in my post, it was like, Scott, you know, and I put up all the moments, you know, it's like, I just think that Kravis kind of, aside, like seeing Kravis made me take off my glasses, my pink glasses of Scott saying, wait, we're shipping this so much because he's funny because they had a good banter because all the shit he was not good to her for so many years. And like, I just read there for people that want to they get, check it out. Like Elle has a really good breakdown of like um, Elle magazine did of uh, Courtney and Scott's like relationship. It was so on and off. And we know that every off was because of Scott. Either he partied or hooked up with somebody or was a dick or I mean, it wasn't Courtney fucking up. Let's put it that way. Um, Also, the fact that he wants Courtney so bad. She's a fucking dream. That's why I'm upset. I can't. I can't. That's what I'm wondering about Kravis is like, am I so obsessed with them because I'm obsessed with Courtney? Or am I at all? Emma's like, no, it's Travis. No, it's both. Did you, you posted this. So I know you saw it. The mystical Michaela. Yeah. Did you read it on your podcast? Yeah, I did. Oh no, I didn't read it. I didn't read it, but I read it a few times and yeah, a mystic. Um, what are they called? A miss, a mystic Michaela. She basically, for anybody who's unaware, we don't have to read the whole post, but she is basically a celebrity or a reader. And she's also kind of like a medium, an empathic medium. And her whole thing was explaining the difference. And again, you don't have to believe this, but I do think that it puts it in really interesting terms. Her whole concept was Scott and Courtney are twin flames in her opinion. And there's always going to be that connection. But Courtney and Travis have like a soul contract, which means that it's almost karmic. 
their souls decided this before this life. And so she says, you're sensing that intensity because we've never seen Courtney like this before. Because as much as we see her, we don't fully see her. We are fully seeing her now because she's getting in touch with a side of herself she never had. Yet simultaneously, we're feeling this lingering sense of sadness because of the pain that Scott's in. And like what Julie and I keep trying to communicate, I think to tell ourselves and also I guess to our audience is like the two can coexist. You can be so fucking happy for Travis and Courtney. And then also as a totally separate thing, just like as a human, you can feel for Scott because who wants to see someone else in pain, even if he's not deserving of having her. Right. Even that's a good, that's a good asterisk, even if he's not deserving of having her. But do you think like if we could get into Courtney's brain, because I've been feeling lately, like when he was like, let's just get back together, like to her and like uh, on keeping up, I was feeling kind of like she's just not that into him anymore. I feel like she lost kind of any last bits of like being in love with him or feeling excitement from him. I feel like he continuously turned her off. Do you get what I'm saying? Like she said, he's handsome. He's funny. Like she knows those points, but she doesn't. I feel like we can't girls, right? Like we always talk about the difference in men and women having sex, right? Women are much more like emotional. So he could be like, Courtney's hot. Courtney's, you know, amazing. She's a great mother. I feel like Courtney can't just get turned on again when she's probably been turned off by seeing him drink and smoke and be with young girls and maybe not be the best dad all the time. Like it, it ends up turning you off. So to me, it feels like even if Travis weren't in the picture, I don't, I don't see her giving Scott as much as I had hoped for in the past. Like I didn't, you, I feel like you could sort of tell that like, like you were saying, Julie, like he's really like wants, And in that conversation, he was very genuine, even if it was set up and whatever. I feel like from her and her being like, yeah, yeah, isn't only because that's how she usually responds, but also because she has nothing to say, because I don't think she's into it anyway. I have so many thoughts. First of all, I think the reason that for a long time we were so team Courtney and Scott getting back together is so many of the things you said where if you viewed him in the past and the things that he did to her there was always that level of them loving each other. And in his best moments, he was so great and they loved each other so much. And then he had his bad moments and it wasn't great. And it eventually reached ahead and they just couldn't be together anymore. But the issue is you then saw Scott really get his shit together. I mean, dating a 19 year old right now aside in those in-between years when he was dating Sophia, it felt like it was a really great relationship. He was being a really good dad. He was really present. Like it seemed like he had really gotten it together. So I think when him and Sophia broke up and Courtney was also single, one of the things we all had in our mind was like, okay, but they've never given it a shot where Scott's in a good place. Like Scott's never gotten to prove himself as the Scott he is now. He's only been able to be the Scott he was. And those are two very different people. So I think for us, we were like, maybe they can do it because Scott is still, the parts that she loved about Scott are still there. And the parts she hated about Scott he's worked on and maybe he's grown through and maybe that would be able to give it a shot. I think what was frustrating about watching the conversation between Courtney and Scott on last week's episode was, yeah, Courtney wasn't giving him a lot. It's not like Courtney was sitting here being like, oh, it's such a tough decision for me. I do love you. I don't know what I want. Like she wasn't, but that's not Courtney's communication style. Courtney's never going to give you that. But it's not like she was also saying, no, absolutely not. And he was kind of saying, I need you to say no so I can move on. And she was basically like, 
yeah, well, can I let you know? Can I give you time? And I think that's one of the issues in their relationship because it's really easy to say like, it's all on Scott. And most of it is a hundred percent. I think there was a lot Scott has done wrong. I think there's a lot Scott continues to do wrong to this day. But I imagine if I'm Scott and somebody who spent a lot of time working through my stuff and being so open and vulnerable, and I come to Courtney and I'm like, here's what I want. Here's how I feel. And all I'm getting back in return is like, mm-hmm, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like that's going to drive you fucking crazy. So I think that if they tried to make it work and it didn't, it's definitely a little bit on both of them. But I think for Scott, it was like, I'm here pouring my heart out to you. And like, if you were to just say no to me, then I'd be able to move on. But the fact that you're not giving me anything is putting me right back in this position of, I can't move on until you give me an answer, yes or no. So I don't think he was necessarily pressuring her to give her the yes, because he said that. He was like, if you tell me no, I can move on. But she was keeping him in that in-between place. Okay, you guys, you guys literally moved me to freaking tears when you got my cookie dough partnership with dough d-e-u-x sold out in freaking two hours i am so obsessed with dough and their healthy enhanced cookie dough that you can eat raw out of the jar that is doy free that is vegan that is made of natural amazing ingredients that i freaking did a collab cookie dough flavor with them that i was so excited about and that you guys freaking bought it all in two hours i felt like kylie with her lip kits but worry not because dough has a variety of amazing flavors like peanut butter chocolate chip brownie batter and their classic chocolate chip which was my fave before we came up with my flavor so a will we be restocking my flavor in the near future yes we will do you have a bunch of other amazing flavors, which got me turned on dough, D-E-U-X, before I even made my own flavor with them and were the reason why I wanted to make my own flavor? Hell yeah. So check them out and get an exclusive discount with code NOTSKINNY. Get 10% off. Go to eat, eat, E-A-T, D-E-U-X dot com. Promo code is NOTSKINNY. They also have them in person at Erwan Foxtrot or on the Fast AF app. You guys literally like I so me to do a collab with like a, a, a cookie dough brand, but a healthy one because I'm, you know, Courtney. But literally the reason why I wanted to do this collab with them is because I've tried their other flavors. So until my flavor comes out, you have to try all of their flavors, all of their go-to OG flavors, and you will not regret it. You guys eat dough dot com promo code is not skinny. I feel like that's what it is with Courtney. She just wanted to have Scott always there. And I feel like maybe that's why she didn't mind as much as we did that he was dating a 19 year old because she was probably like, whatever, like it'll end and it's fine with me. I mean, I just think she's more comfortable and okay with the ambiguity than he is because she's not deep as deeply in love with him as he is with her. That's just the fact of it. And also you know, you were saying before about how you feel that she's really turned off to him and how we can't just turn it on. That really resonates with me because I think what's going on, and I think I said this when we just recorded before, is like, I feel that with Travis, she feels safe. And I don't think we've ever seen Courtney feel fully safe. And also, this is such an important point. If you watched even in those episodes, every time Scott says what he's done and he says, all the changes Courtney wanted to make, I made. And then he follows it up with, and they were good for me. Like basically saying, she didn't force me to do this. I'm actually glad that I did it. I think if I'm Courtney, 
It's kind of like, I don't want to have to tell the guy to buy me flowers. As much as I'm so proud of you for making those changes, I don't want to have to be in a situation where I have to force you to do that. And I think it, she was just exhausted by it. So I think it was a, the exhaustion that probably manifested itself into being turned off, I think. I think so too. I think also, first of all, like as much as I love Scott, I completely understand the Travis and Courtney thing and what she finds in him because I do think that sense of safety is there. But I think it's so many things. Like I think it is literally just overwhelming for Courtney how in love she is with Travis right now. And I think it's like she hasn't felt in a while. And we were basically saying like, if you're going back to all the stuff that Scott did, even when Courtney was the most in love with him, she still had to have her guard up to a certain extent. And with Travis, I think she's in love for the first time without having a guard up. Mm. And I think if you're going back to like, what does Scott want out of relationship versus what does Courtney want? I think that's what Courtney always wanted. Like Courtney wanted that sense of love without any sort of anything. And for her, she was able to keep Scott on somewhat of a back burner or keep him in the capacity he was in because that's kind of the family dynamic she's grown up in. Like her parents got divorced, but they were able to stay friends. Her mom got remarried. She was able to be close to, you know, to Caitlin and have this big family that she knew that no matter what, even if her parents were divorced, they were still always going to be a family. For Scott, Scott grew up with two parents who stayed married and then died within a couple of months of each other. So Scott's here like, searching for his idea of a family and trying to replicate that, which in his mind is two parents together with their kids. And he's able to recreate what he lost for Courtney. It's like, okay, we can still be a family and just this modern family that my sisters do. And my mom did, and we can do it that way. And I think Scott for a while thought he could do that when they were separated and he had a girlfriend and Scott and, and Courtney had a boyfriend. They were able to make it work. I think once they were both single, he was like, okay, I can have my ideal of a family now. And that's what he was really chasing after. I, I for some reason, have this feeling that because you're so confident in the fact that like he's done all this work and he got so much better. I'm wondering how true is that? Like, how much has he done the work? How much did he get better? Like I said, because I do feel like if he was this really, really changed, amazing man today, that maybe Courtney would have got given him a chance, even though I might agree, like she's probably exhausted and wants the guy who just shows up without telling him to show up. And also, I feel like maybe there is an element to the fact that she knows deep down that like Scott was made by her and her family. Maybe that's on the list of turnoffs. Like Travis is self-made, was in a band, has his own thing. Scott was like made by her sister. Maybe that's like on the list of things to be turned off by. That's an interesting point you bring up that I don't think we've ever mentioned. I mean, look, <laughs> no, I, I like how have we never even thought <laughs> of every scenario? Well, well, I mean, that is interesting. And I guess, I mean, I could imagine some people thinking that that's like a, her being superficial, but I don't, because if that is the case, that's, that, that could be a thing. She may want someone with her, his own thing. That's definitely possible. In regards to your first point though, about how we're not so confident he's done the work. Like, I don't know, but the thing that makes me feel that he has at least done some work is because listen, Kim and Chloe love him. And so does Chris and so does Kendall, but they love Courtney more. So I don't think they would be pushing for this. And I truthfully believe it's not just a plot point for the show. I truthfully think that they were pushing for it. I don't think they'd be pushing for it in that way if they didn't view Scott as a changed Scott, at least to the point that we're seeing in the show. 
that's what always takes me back. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. not just taking his word for it. We have half the family rooting for it too. What does that say? And let me take it a step further. By that same token, that's why fucking Tracy, who is like one of the most inner people of the entire circle, commenting on Travis's Insta saying, when can we start planning the wedding? That's what speaks volumes. Once the family and the friends are down, like it changes everything. Yeah. I also think with Scott, you have to put it on a scale. Like if you're comparing Scott to somebody else in terms of his change and his growth and you're comparing his growth to Travis, of course, there's going to be something different. If you're comparing Scott to Scott, then yeah, he's definitely put in the work and changed. He's a different Scott than you saw. It's just all relative. So I feel like somebody's going to listen to this and be like, wow, your standards are so low for rent. Like, it's not. I just think that like, if you're looking at Scott and only comparing him to past Scott, then you can definitely see a change. If you're comparing Scott to other men that you put on a really high pedestal, then no, you're not going to feel that way about his change. So wild. Also going back to that comment that Tracy made on, on Travis's fucking series of pictures from their trip. Every time they post a picture, it's like, <gasps> like, and my husband's like, what happened? Like, and I'm like, no, I'm okay, but I'm not like, are you okay? No, I'm not. Is everything okay in your life? Yes, it is. Like, I can't even speak, but, um, everything they post, what do you girls say to the people that say, hold on, it's way too in our faces to be, you know, re- cause there's so many doubters too, right? There's so many shippers, but there's so many doubters that are saying it's too in your face. It's too PDA. He got a tattoo of her name, even though again, I even for me, like if I was dating a guy with that many tattoos and he didn't get my name after like the first date, I'd be like, something's up. So I don't take that as like such a huge deal because he's so tatted up. But what do you say to the people that say Kravis is it's over the top? It's too much. It can't. It's not going to last, even though Mystic Michaela says, you know, that it's the real deal. But 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 really, there are doubters because of how public it is. So what do we think of that? I guess for me, like everybody's entitled to their viewpoint, right? So however you feel is fair. I just don't. And a lot of times I agree. I have definitely been in that belief system. Like if it was that great, you wouldn't be sharing it everywhere. And I can see that. That being said, I can't even probably explain this that intelligently because I just feel it inside of me that it just feels different. Because to me, this is what it is. I'll tell you the difference. To me, it doesn't feel performative. To me, it feels like she literally can't contain it. They're just bursting in love. Like the way we just described it is like they're in this bubble of just so in love and they just want to share it with the world, not in a performative way, not in a way to get back at Scott, to get back at anyone or to show off. Just like, holy shit, I am so proud of this love that I'm experiencing that I never thought I could experience in this lifetime. And I want to shout it from the rooftops. And you want to know something, especially if we're going to criticize Courtney for being so unemotional at times, how are we then in that same breath going to criticize her for sharing her emotions? Like that's, you're just never going to find me doing that. That it's wild that that Courtney. So, I mean, I know we are saying he's spiraling, but like if he's actually seeing what we're seeing, then it's like, I'm not, it's not even like a funny caption. Like, Scott, are you okay? You know, let's check on Scott. This is like a for real thing. Like right. how is Scott dealing with the sexualness of this couple, the thumb sucking, the, the, the fact that Poosh became like a fucking sexual wellness blog. Now that she's with Travis, every article is like about sex. His hand is like, I feel like there's something like dominant there. Don't you like feel like there's something like his hand is always on her ass, like kind of like mine, like mine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I, I feel like there is something, well, we know that's the thing. Like somebody wrote to me, like, I don't know. I just feel like they have like the most kinky sex. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, really? You're a genius. <laughs> like they're basically telling <laughs> us that that's what's happening. Do you think Scott looks? Does he see it? Like, because if he is, then it's not a joke. Then like, we should all be very concerned. Okay. This is important. Like, and Julie, okay. Let me just try that. What we, what Julie and I have been talking about a lot. And so I want you to go after me is like, I fully agree, right? Like if what we're seeing on the show is happening at the same time as this, you're genuinely concerned for him. That being said, what we don't know is did a conversation take place? And I have to imagine it did. I'm not saying it takes away his pain, but to be blindsided with it in a way without any sort of acknowledgement or conversation, like if he was still holding out hope and then this is happening, that would be really bad. So if we're doing a scale of like pain, I have to imagine that Courtney, she cares for him as a human being. I, there had to have been a conversation. And to me, maybe I'm just telling myself that to make me feel better. That kind of softens the blow in a way. Although I fully think he's like freaking out and understandably so, you know, I feel for him. What do you think, Julie? I don't think there's any conversation that could have ever taken place that would prepare him for what was to come. Even if she was like, listen, Scott, it's done between us. I am so in love with Travis. He is the love of my life. We are never getting back together. That conversation in and of itself is heartbreaking and it lets him off the hook of hoping for the possibility of them getting back together. I don't think it lets him off the hook in any sense of the word of comparing either what they did have with each other to what Courtney now has with Travis or what Scott had in his mind of what they could have had together that Courtney now does have with Travis. Like, I think for Scott, especially as somebody that we know has been through so much and as somebody who we know just said on the last episode of the show that even four or five years after they broke up, even when he had a girlfriend, the thought of seeing her with somebody else takes up so much of his mental energy that he couldn't function throughout the day. And that was on like a micro scale to see it on this. I can't even imagine. Right. Exactly. Cause he did say that, which again, give, gave me like bad vibes for poor Sophia, even though she's happy and she's dating someone and, and she's fine. But yeah, like even if a conversation happened where Courtney said, Cause if there was a conversation, I imagine it was at the beginning, right? That's how I would see it. And it was like, okay, I'm going to see how things go with Travis. Like we have a good thing going. He could, like Julie was saying, he could have never, nothing could have prepared him for this and for the support, you know, cause I'm sure he would have loved if people were like, no scored. But like, I feel like the majority, you know, are really, really rooting for, for Kravis. And at the end of the day, though, what we do know is that they're amazing co-parents and that Courtney wouldn't do something to kind of get in the way of, of that. So I'm sure they're managing that. But so how do we kind of look at Scott and Amelia? Like it's not, so we were talking about the 19 year olds for me with Sophia. Like I was like, okay, if it's a one-off, you just happen to fall in love. Age is just a number, right? Like I just fell in love with this soul. But then you're going to date another 19 year old kind of puts that in a different perspective where it's not just like, oh, you happen to fall in love with a 19 year old. It's like, oh, you're just into 19 year olds, which we could look at that in the Courtney lens and be like, oh, you know, analyze it and say, is he dating young women? Because it, it could never get serious. And he's holding out for Courtney. Is it as simple as that? Or is he just like a fucking Hollywood guy that likes to date young girls? 
probably a combination of both, if I had to guess. I mean, that's what we said in the beginning where we were saying, like, he just keeps dating these girls that there's no future. Even Sophia, who we loved, they were together for three years. They were living together. We knew that when it came time to the, have the conversation of like, are you guys going to get married? Are you guys going to have kids? Is Scott going to be okay having kids with somebody who isn't Courtney? Like, we knew that that relationship was headed for probably the end when that came up, when it became an issue. But he was able to buy himself so much time because she was so young and he knew it wouldn't come up. And I think that's one of the things he does is if he dates somebody dating somebody who's young, A, he knows he has until like they're ready to be serious to get out of the relationship. And B, he's able to say like, I'm dating a 19 year old. And when Courtney's ready, I will be there for her because what grown adult woman who is searching for something serious is going to date somebody that you have the knowledge of is so in love with their ex-girlfriend and the mother of his kids that like he can't possibly move on. When you're 19, you're already searching for some sort of relationship and here comes this guy who's older and more mature. And you're like, Oh, this is perfect. Like this guy's great. There's that's the only person that's going to want to date you knowing how public this whole thing is. And like, that's no shade to Amelia. I think that she's great. I think that she hopefully has a good head on her shoulders and is able to navigate this relationship. I think it's incredibly inappropriate for Scott to be dating somebody who's 19. And I think so much of it does have to do with like, the typical Hollywood dating so much younger. But I think for Scott, a huge element of it is like the fact that he never has to get serious with anybody that isn't Courtney. Yeah. And how does he, how does she even, I mean, I don't think I could handle that. My ego is way too big to be in a Amelia type situation. You know what I mean? Where it's like a, even to not be shipped publicly, like no one ships you. No one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing that I always, because I agree, like this goes without saying, like, I forget this isn't our podcast. So people don't know, like just to make it very clear, I think that him dating a 19 year old is like beyond inappropriate. So let me get that out. I think for Amelia though, I'm going to give her a little bit more credit. And I'm going to say that the attacks are never against her specifically as a person. Never. It's much more, right. It's much more about the age difference and about what it kind of like represents. And so honestly, this isn't, to me, this is not a crazy theory or to me, this is not like some sort of just blanket statement. Look at Lisa Rinna, who I absolutely adore. She has been so public and so clear in saying like, she does a lot of shit for fame. She loves the fame. If you're Amelia and you're following in your mother's footsteps, this is quite literally the best thing that you can do from a fame perspective. This blew her up to a whole world of people that didn't know who she is. So is it a business move? I don't know. Of course, there's an imbalance in power. Of course, that's very real. And to me, really disgusting and hard to wrap my head around. That being said, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks she doesn't give a shit what he feels towards Courtney because she recognizes what the deals with this and coming out of it, she'll still be far more famous and her Instagram following will be far more higher than it ever was. I wonder though, as much as on paper, what you're saying is a hundred, you're still a person and you still have feelings and you still want to be loved. Like, I wonder how much you can separate it. You know, even if you're like, shit, I know I could get shit out of this. That is wild. It's still I'm, I still am like naive in that way that I'm like, but like I'd be jealous, but like I'd feel crappy, you know, like even if there's so many plus sides that she is getting out of the relationship, I still I'm still looking at it super like just blanket. They are together for real. Like you said, I agree. It's inappropriate. And I always say and I don't know if it makes me feel better or worse, but like the the hate or the shade isn't towards Amelia. It's towards Scott, who's dating another 19 year old. And it just is 
And again, we see other elements of kind of a spiraling situation with the hair dying and like whatever, whatever. Um, but I do want to before, cause I know we could talk about dissect every little thing. There is a huge other thing going on right now with Chloe and Tristan. There is a, again, a cheating rumor that Tristan cheated again in, in December or January of this year. What do you girls make of that? And do you believe it? You know, we were just, we were just saying this, like, obviously Tristan has done nothing for us to ever give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That being said, let's just see some receipts and then kind of go from there. I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised. Of course, my heart wants to tell myself that it's not true and that this is a very easy clout chasing move if that's the goal. But then again, I really started to come around to liking Tristan. I felt that it was the kind thing to do to Chloe to get behind the man that she's so clearly in love with. At the same time, I don't know. Is he a raging narcissist that is never going to learn from his behavior and his delusion coupled with his narcissism is going to end up in this? Maybe. Like, I just, I don't know if it's true. I would be 0% surprised if it was though, but I pray it's not. Because it is really hard to be like, okay, this girl goes on a podcast or Instagram thing or whatever she did and is like, oops. I had a thing with Tristan in December, January. She knows it's going to get her clout. She knows it's going to get her people talking. She's obviously like trying to be in the industry. So yes, could it be as easy to say as, you know, people do that kind of shit too. They look for fame in the weirdest and most bizarre of places. And if it's to say that she hooked up with someone, but there's also the, if there's smoke, there's fire. And would somebody just make it up out of thin air just to get clout or just to, we don't know. So again, that's why I, I don't feel like anybody's giving it too much of a thing. Cause in his first cheating scandal, we had him quite literally in the bosoms of some chicks, right? We had the photos, like they may have been a little bit blurry, but it's like, goodbye. Then the Jordan thing we had again, evidence. We had people that were there. Like right now we have a girl saying it happened. So it still sucks to be Chloe right now. Yeah, it does. And that's also the other thing that we were saying where we were like, if he, because the thing that she had followed up with was saying that he inboxed her when he found out about the interview. It was like, if he inboxed you and you're already spilling this, post the inbox. Let me see it. Like, it's not that I believe, it's not like I'm sitting here like Tristan would never do that. We all know Tristan would do that. It's just, if you're going to pick one single person in Hollywood that will 100% guaranteed to get you clout, is the Kardashian family and picking somebody along with them. And also if you pick Tristan, like there's not one single person who's going to jump to his defense to say he didn't do it. Like everyone's going to believe it. It's the most easily believable story you could tell. So like I could understand if it isn't true, let's just say how she, she arrived at picking that person to go after. Right. So we're still, we're still out on that is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see a receipt. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. I obviously would be crazy to be like, yeah, oh, like what? post the DM. Just like, let me post the fucking DM. Right, right. That's that's what I want to see. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think before you go? What do you think about the Hulu uh, Kardashian partnership? Are we going to see a Keeping Up, or are we going to see a cooking show uh, produced? Uh, a Kylie and Stormy baking cookies. Like what are, are we going to see a K K U K U W T K continuation? Or are we going to see something else? I hope it's the cookies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, I would have said, you know, a month ago or so when we were talking about this, absolutely, definitely not keeping up. We thought that it would be a lot more of them in a producing role. So maybe Kim with some of her criminal justice work, maybe Chloe with some of her working out, you know, all of their niches and they'd be able to focus on that. And then Kim and some of her tweets made it sound a little bit more like, no, this is just going to be a continuation. So I don't really know. I definitely don't think it'll be keeping up, but maybe I'm just naive or maybe I'm just hopeful, but I'm, I'm praying that it'll be less of just the producer role and maybe a little bit more of a reality type thing of their life. I don't know though. Yeah, me too. And Emma, another thing that I heard you say, which I was like a hundo, a hundo, a hundo is you were like, if we don't get any fucking inkling of a crevice, like something, something by the end of the season that you would be really upset, like that we want something, even if at the end, literally credits are going to roll. But she's like, Travis asked me out. Like, do you think there's a chance that we're going to get something like something of of the beginning of their relationship on the season? I am literally praying. I definitely think there's a chance. And let's not forget the Andy Cohen reunion, which I know has kind of like the the bachelor most dramatic season ever tuned to it. And but Andy keeps saying like, no, really, this was a lot. And even he quoted what Kendall said and what Kylie said. I think if we don't get it in the season, we will get something in the Andy interview. That's what I'm hopeful about. Oh, true. Cause Andy does go there. And I hope that he goes there the way that he goes there with like Bravo peeps that he'll feel as comfortable going uh, there with the Kardashians. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, I know you girls feel the same way as I do, which like I would literally watch the Kardashians shaking their salads and saying, yeah, forever and ever and ever, I will eat up anything that they give me. So it doesn't really matter. No, we're not going to feel guilty for it. Like it's our form of escapism. And you know what? It's been a really fucked up year. And like, if that's what allows you to take your mind off of what's really going on, I think that that is okay for, (laughs) I don't feel guilt about it. No, guilt here people so i'm sure everyone follows uh comments by celebs but if you don't what are you uh doing with your life emma and julie thank you so much for coming on we love you thank you, thank you for having we love you give noah a kiss for us <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.